0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Salted Hash. I'm your host, Steve Reagan. Coming to you live from RSA, this is day two for me. And uh, as you can hear and see in the background, it's pretty busy, but we'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about deception technologies and we're not going to hack back. We're actually going to do something a little different. There is a lot of, of dis- hype and, and maybe a little bit of FUD that goes into hack back technology. So I'm with Chris Roberts, Chief Security, uh, Bad, Chief Security Architect for Calvio Technologies. Yep. and. Uh, let's start with with some some easy stuff here most of the markets and, and if you look around the, the show floor here it's, it's all about buying a bigger lock or a thicker door or you know gating the windows and while defense is great there's not really enough paid attention to detection or anything like that so what are what are some of the key points in deception technology that people
1: are missing, like they don't really understand when it comes to that. So I think the biggest thing is, to your point, everybody's building bigger walls, better walls, thicker defenses, but there's still a human at the keyboard. Yep. As an attacker, I can social engineer my way in. I can get you to click something, I can get you to go buy something. So all that stack of defenses from endpoint to 90 percent of the stuff that's out here is going to fail.
0: And then even worse, once those defenses fail, the, the other problem is, because detection is lacking, you've got adversaries on your network that literally, they're there for months, days, you know, well, weeks, months, and, months you, and you months, don't yeah. know they're there. They're just lurking about. So, without getting too product pitchy, how exactly is deception technology really working to fix that problem?
1: So, the whole concept of deception technology is the simple assumption that somebody's already in your network, exactly as you said. From that point onwards, the whole idea is basically to act as a fisherman. So what can I put on a network? What can I be as an architect or as a system that will attract an attacker? So as an attacker, I've landed on the first computer, somebody's clicked on something, I'm on it. My next job is to then survey, to look around, to say, okay, how can I escalate? How can I get privileges? How can I take the data and get it out of the system? As a defensive system, as basically deception technology, it's our job not just to put little pretty pictures out there because you know I'm looking too pretty, but also to put files out there to have stuff on the wire and to have something in there that, as an attacker, I'm going to be like, oh, that's what I want. So that's the role of a deception technology: is literally to camouflage itself inside an organization and be nothing more than the next hop or the next step that an attacker is going to take to try and get to where they need to get to. So how does what you guys do differ from say uh, just a well-designed honeypot? I think the challenge with a well-designed honeypot is they you have to spend a lot more time configuring it Mm -hmm. so and it isn't just us we're bloody good at doing what we're doing but the whole idea is is to be able to drop the technology into an environment and have it learn what the environment is so if you take the only open honey nut project or a couple of the other ones like canary and a few of the other ones They're really good, but they take a lot of configuration. So you take an enterprise organization that has maybe 500 live computers on one VLAN, and you want to put 500 other live systems on it. That's a hell of a lot of configuration you have to do. Take something like the we're building, you drop it in there. It has a level of intelligence to go, hey, you've got 500 computers, you've got a couple of hundred Windows, a couple of hundred Linux, and a bunch of Macs. Let me tell you what to deploy, by the way, here's some data that we're going to help deploy as well by the way you've got a mix of open FTP, snmp has this let's actually mix that up as well so we'll put out maybe another 500 decoys and architectures and in those ones we will mix and match everything it's not going to be 500 all exactly the bloody same that was the early days of the honeypots i mean yeah. it stood out like a freaking beacon in the darkness yeah. so the whole idea is is to get away from that and literally Camouflage much more accurately, both at a system level and at a data level as well. So I had a dinner on Sunday with an executive who was considering deceptive
0: technologies, and they were they were more researching, not like going out to buy. Uh, he'll he'll have a badge later today. It says not a decision maker, so you know that, that that'll be a, a really good thing. Yeah. But the uh, one of the things they brought up though was how do you separate the detection logs and the 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 way deceptive technologies detect problems, potential problems, versus the all the other logging that goes onto a network. How do you keep false flags
1: from being generated back and forth? So, some of that's going to come down to tuning, obviously. Now, the other thing is as well from a deceptive, if I'm a regular user, mm-hmm. I'm only going to use the shares that I see. I'm, rarely am I going to go digging around the registry. Rarely am I going to go looking for spoof or hidden printers. And I'm sure it's not going to connect up to a completely different domain controller. As an end user, that's not gonna happen. If I train some of the baseline, okay, here's the, some of the formal false positives out, then at that point in time, anybody that does go and poke that fake printer or grab that fake file, or go out and try and off against another AD controller, that's not a false flag. That should go into a Splunk system, a QRadar system, or something else where you've got centralized logging and go, hey, you have somebody poking around that shouldn't be doing that. We had a we had a case uh, a couple of months about a month or so ago where one of our clients was like, hey, your deception technology is not working. And We're like, well, what's wrong? They're like, it keeps sending it keeps sending error logs into our system. Like, what the hell's going on? They're like, oh, we've got a nice tied down network. They had Palo Alto's entire suite of tools in there that wasn't alerting. Nothing was going on. They're like, oh, your system's broken. We're like. Take a look at it what we end up doing is forensics on the computer found out it had an exploit on there that hadn't been seen in the wild anywhere and it was basically gathering local intel and then pinging out to a couple of basically the network connections in my network connections we're like yeah you've had your asses handed to you and they're like oh well why didn't Palo Alto find it well congratulations welcome to a siloed system so Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff we find, it isn't the false positives. It's actually somebody who's poking around. And if you've tuned it properly, no different than tuning a lot of the other event log monitoring systems like that, then you'll get rid of most of that data. So then to, to kind of wrap this up, yeah. going back to our original
0: point, what are some myths or uh, misconceptions people have about this
1: type of technology for detection as a layer of defense? I think he, so one of the Biggest ones is that people are like, we're not mature enough for it. And that seems to be one of the biggest concerns. Like, oh, we have to get everything else sorted out, then we'll put deception technology. I'm like, guys, that isn't going to work. You're going to spend the next two years rolling out Endpoint, and then probably another 12 months rolling something else out. You're going to spend three years doing patching and logging. By the way, you've also got to get everything else. Why the hell don't you put something in place that sits inside and actually tells you what the hell is going on? That's the biggest one. It's like, oh no, we're not mature. No, get it in right at the beginning and that that way you know where to focus. That's one of the ones. Um, I think the other one is basically that a lot of deception isn't tunable enough. In other words, oh, I have a varied environment and I've got stuff all over the place or I've got a lot of ICS systems, I've got a lot of cameras, I've got a lot of stuff that isn't traditional. It's like, well, so do we we have the ability to basically build all of those various differences. You want a surveillance camera architecture? You want a deception for that? We've got it covered. You want some of the ICS or the healthcare systems? We have that covered. So I think there's still that old tradition. It's like it was the old honey net projects. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can build a Windows computer, and it can only be this type of Windows, and it can only do this. No, we're a lot better than that. One of the other big ones I think is is that ability to both camouflage effectively and then also one of the biggest concerns a lot of companies have is like, oh god, now we have to put false data into this system in order to make it attractive. And we're like, no, nah, we got Someone back covered it as well. One of the upsides so about having a good, well-built intelligence automation system, it's not AI. That somebody needs to be shot for that word. <laughs> big time shot but at least something that can look at what you have and go, hey, I can pull from here, I can pull from here, I can adapt it, and now I can give you an entire set of data. That's the big difference.
0: So, where could people find out more about you if they wanted to look you up online? Where are you lurking about these days?
1: So, I'm lurking about obviously still on Twitter as PsyDragon1. I'm lurking fairly heavily on LinkedIn these days. There's a hell of a lot less trolls on LinkedIn. So, I'm lurking about on LinkedIn as either Chris Roberts or Dragon one um, I'm obviously, I'm here at these conferences. I'm a Gurkhan, I'm a Derby, I'm a Burkhan, I'm a Hacker Halted. Yeah, normal places.
0: The normal haunts, the normal yeah. yeah. The normal haunts with your backwards keyboard so you can hack back. <laughs> I'm Steve Reagan, this has been Salted Hash. We're coming to you from uh, RSA in uh, sunny, kind of cold San Francisco. But stay tuned, we're going to be filming episodes all week. So we'll be back next time with a brand new one. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you soon. Bye now.